Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to sixty speed that thrills you one minute, and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com/ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and/or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Spring is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code Super24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of forty-eight dollars or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com code Super24. Today in science from Wired. Want to lie on a bed of nails? Physics has your back. This is the science of why you can recline on an array of very sharp things without getting the pointy end of the stick. By Rhett Elaine. This recent video from North Korea state television showing soldiers performing feats of strength was impressive. It included hand-to-hand combat, breaking boards, smashing through bricks, and also demonstrating some physics. Although I don't know much about martial arts, I know something about physics, so I'm going to explain how that part of it worked. The demonstration goes like this. First, a dude lays down on a bed of nails. After that, his friend places a large stone on his chest and smashes it with a sledgehammer. The demonstration actually has some variations. Another version replaces the nails with a bunch of broken glass on the ground. But don't worry, the basic physics are all the same. Let me start with the bed of nails. Bed of nails, pressure, and force. Suppose you use your open hand to push on an interior wall in your house. You know, the kind that's made with sheetrock. Most likely, nothing will happen. No matter how hard you push, you're not going to poke your hand through the wall. But if you repeat this same push using the tip of a metal nail instead of your hand, it's very likely that the nail will penetrate the wall. In both cases, the amount of force is the same, but the pressure is different. We define pressure as the amount of force per area, or P equals F over A. If the force is measured in units of newtons and the area in square meters, then the pressure would be newtons over meters squared. We also call that one pascal. Of course, some people like other units, such as one newton per meter squared is equal to 0.000145 pounds per square inch, or PSI. Let's see if we can estimate the difference in pressure on the wall when pushing with a hand versus with a nail. I measured the size of my hand, and it's roughly a rectangle of about 8 by 15 centimeters. That puts the area at 0.012 square meters. Now, let's assume I can push with a force of 100 newtons. That would be 22 pounds. This means that the pressure from my push on the wall would be 8,333 pascals. The pointy tip of a nail is pretty small. By my estimation, it has a diameter that's less than one millimeter. So let's just round up and say it's one millimeter. 
That means it has a contact area equal to the area of a circle with a diameter of one millimeter, or 7.85 times 10 to the minus seven meters squared. Yes, that's tiny. Pushing on this area with the same 100 Newton force gives a pressure of 1.27 times 10 to the eighth pascals. That's way higher than the pressure from pushing with your hand. And that's why the nail pokes through the wall. But what about the bed of nails? If you sat on a single nail, you know what would happen. One nail has a very tiny area and produces a large pressure, which means that it would just break right through your skin. However, if you have a whole bunch of nails, you will be fine. Having many nails effectively increases the area, which reduces the pressure. So how many nails would you need to lie on in order to be safe? It turns out that it takes a pressure of about 100 PSI, or 689,000 pascals, to puncture human skin. So let's say you have a human with a weight of 750 newtons. This is the force that will be pushing down on the bed of nails. You need that force to be spread out over an area so that the pressure on any individual nail is never more than 100 PSI. With this minimum surface area of 1.1 times 10 to the minus 3 meters cubed, and my estimation of the area for one nail, I can calculate the number of nails required for the bed. I'm going to use pressure in units of pascals. So, minimum area equals force over maximum pressure, which equals 750 newtons over 6.89 times 10 to the fifth newtons per meter squared, and that equals 1.1 times 10 to the minus 3 meters cubed. Cranking the numbers gives me 1,393 nails, which is actually not that many. A 40 by 40 square grid is 1,600 nails, and that's more than you need to prevent a skin puncture. So, what if you replace the nails with a bunch of broken glass? It's really the same thing. Sure, glass might be sharper than nails, but it also has some flat parts. As long as the contact area is large enough, the glass won't hurt anyone. So that's the secret. It doesn't take tough skin, just some physics. Smashing rocks, mass, and acceleration. Now, let's move to the part of the demonstration where a soldier smashes a rock on top of a dude's chest while he lies on a bed of nails. The key physics lesson here involves Newton's second law. This is a relationship between the net force of an object, represented by capital F net, the mass of an object, represented by M, and the object's acceleration, represented by A. If the object is constrained to only move in one dimension to make things easier, then we can represent this as the following equation. Net force equals mass times acceleration, or F net equals M times A. The acceleration of an object tells you how the object's velocities change. So if the thing is just staying still, then the velocity will constantly be zero, which would be a zero acceleration. However, even if the object is moving, it can have a zero acceleration as long as its velocity doesn't change. If the object is increasing in speed, then it would have a positive value for acceleration. That means that when an object slows down, it has a negative acceleration. Note, this assumes motion is in one dimension. So here's an example. Suppose two people are each standing on a skateboard. These are zero friction skateboards. You can find them at the physics store. On one board is an adult with a mass of 80 kilograms, and the other is a child with a mass of 40 kilograms. If I push on the adult with a force of 80 newtons, it will provide an acceleration of one meter per second per second, or one meter per second squared. If I push with the same force on the child, the acceleration will be twice as much, two meters per second squared, since the child's mass is half that of the adult. 
But what if I push on something with a super large force, like the kind that you would get from the impact of a sledgehammer? It turns out, it doesn't matter how large the force is, higher mass objects will always have a smaller acceleration with the same applied force. So here's a fun physics demo that you can try at home, and it's much safer than using a sledgehammer. Get an object with some significant mass, something like a full bottle of water should work. Now get two pieces of string or thread, something that is lightweight enough that you could break it. Use one string to hang the object, attach the other to the bottom of the object, and leave it hanging loose below. Now pull on the bottom string that's hanging down. Remember, these are weak strings. Which string will break during the pull? The answer is, either one can break, depending on how fast you pull it. If you pull the bottom string very slowly, the top string will break, since it has to support the weight of the hanging object and the force of your downward pull on the bottom string. However, if you pull the bottom string with a quick jerking motion, it breaks. This is because the hanging object has a mass, and recall that it's difficult to accelerate masses. This means that the mass doesn't actually move right away, and the top string doesn't get stretched into breaking. I know it seems crazy, but it's true. It's almost magical. This doesn't just work for hanging objects. It also works for large stone blocks sitting on top of North Korean soldiers. You can probably imagine that a direct blow from a sledgehammer to a man's chest would not end well. But when the stone is added to the top of his chest, it's possible to hit the stone very hard, hard enough to break the object without harming the soldier because the stone's large mass prevents it from accelerating down and smashing into him. In fact, if the soldier slowly pushed down on the stone with the hammer, or maybe if he stood on it, the guy who's lying down would be injured. It would be just like the slow pull on the bottom string of the bottle. I'll admit, it looks very impressive. You know what would be even more impressive? If they smashed a small rock on top of the guy. That would truly be a feat of human strength. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com slash science. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.